please be advised this week's episode does contain discussions around suicide. My name is Nina Gilligan and this Manchester tar is great for a brew and a gossip, but too much of it will probably give you heartburn. Hi, I'm Naomi Cooper and I've had to switch to champagne because I always spill the tea. Bonded by their shame, British comedians Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper invite you to join the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club, a podcast that serves as a non-judgmental safe space for all the intelligent, accomplished people out there who just can't stop thinking about Erica's earrings, Luann's singing, and Crystal's ugly leather pants. So grab a glass of rosé and own it as we bring the bunny and mention it all. Welcome to another episode of the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club. My name is Nina Gilligan and she is Naomi Cooper and you're very welcome to the safe space, the non-judgmental safe space. Hi, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining us on what has been a terribly difficult week for me. Me and Erica have been in very good company, have been down with, with the COVID Sick as a dog. You can't see her, guys, but I will tell you, she looks really awful. Don't you, Nina? <laughs> you, look like, you look like absolute shit. There's I do. no point in glossing it. I do. And Naomi was so you kind look of... lovely. You look lovely. It's so kind of Naomi's also worn black for me today in mourning yes. of my... In mourning my... for happier days for Nina. Happier days, which which yeah. I suspect, judging by the fading line, my COVID test is approximately two days ahead. Oh, I could, you're getting I could, there. I'm getting there. I like but, to try and identify patient zero. When I got COVID last, I was on the Eurostar going to Paris and a little child coughed as he walked mm. past my seat. And I thought, if I get COVID, that's him. And then I got COVID and I thought about him a lot and I hoped he was Were in you able to retrace the little bugger? No, he's gone. He's or at gone. least the little but, bugger's you know. caretaker and say, wash that child's hands for God's sake. Well, you know, I comforted myself by the fact that if it was him, then he had COVID too. And it was probably really, really quite painful for him. Well, we so. went on a uh, post-Christmas trip to a spa and it turns out that I'm just held together with stress. And um, my warning to everybody would be: don't ever relax, yeah. because the wheels you come know, off. Yeah, the wheels absolutely come off. I, I, yeah. I had a salt scrub. That's what did it. It was the That's salt what scrub did that it. what did it in the parlor. <laughs> it loosened. It loosened everything up. Yeah, and apart don't give, you came. Don't give bugs an opportunity to come in. That would be my advice to everybody. Yeah. Stay yeah. uptight and on guard at all times. Defensiveness. A wall of stress around That's you. That's my modus operandi to keep going. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not the best advice, but we'll put it out but, there. But here we are. But I tell you what, <laughs> the best thing about being ill is, of course, being able to lie in bed and wait for that judgmental note on Netflix that says, you can't still be watching this. Are you yeah. still watching this? <laughs> are, you, or, are you still watching this? Are you okay? <laughs> Do you have a job? Do you want to get one? <laughs> that was what was going on with my Netflix. And then I was even going with the, 
do you fancy this? Because we seem to be do, digging do you around. Do watch the... something else? Do you yeah. just watch some scripted drama? Yeah. Don't you work uh, we in were, the arts? We were do digging no around shame? the bottom. We were digging around the, around the bottom of the barrel. I was, I was watching really random shit. I watched the um, a thing about, because you know I do like a bit of entertainment gossip, I watched the Gwyneth Paltrow versus a man who skied into her down a mountain oh my trial. God, that's a that's a thing. You can watch that. You can watch that. I recommend it to everybody. If if you if you are like us, obsessed. I want to judge you, but I'm obviously going to watch it tonight at like two yeah. a.m. So yeah, I'm on, get on I'm it. On thin it, ice. <laughs> it was it was fascinating. It was an absolutely fascinating case that you know people know very little about. Was Gwyneth Paltrow skied into at speed when she was coming down a mountain at her blended family's get together? It was her first get together. I know a lot about this. Um, and did he ski into her or did she ski into him, thus causing him a brain injury? How serious is the brain injury? Well, I don't think it was that serious because he'd he'd written an email to his family saying, "I think I've just got famous." Directly oh, after okay. it happened. So he knew what was up. Yeah, yeah and then he wanted three hundred thousand pounds. And I thought, to be honest, she should know, just give him that. She probably could have, and you know, she was very nice at the end of it because I was like, I. I, I don't know how I feel about Gwyneth. She did. She's an make, odd one, is it? I want to like her, but then she comes out with a vagina-scented candle and I'm like, I can't get behind this. I know. And at what point of your cycle was that candle made? So that's too far. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> so... Dear God, let go, it be ovulation. <laughs> yeah, let it be the time of ovulation, Gwyneth. Because that, maybe it changes odors as it goes as it burns I would down assume it is does. it a 28 day candle i don't know so <laughs> anyway resuming the point um <laughs> what was the point there was no point to this you were just watching it you were, you the, were the good thing she did at the end crap. was she walked over to him she won the case obviously because yeah. she had very expensive lawyers that were able to create a reconstruction on on la piste and she won the case and she walked over to him at the end and she whispered into his ear, I'm going to fuck you up. No, she whispered into his ear. <laughs> I Now, that see, that Gwyneth I could get behind. I'd like that Gwyneth. <laughs> she whispered That's what into Gwyneth Paltrow's missing, you know. She whispered into his ear, best of luck to you. And then it said at the end, you know where it does the, the important title, subtitles at the end or the bit on the... What do they call that? Yeah. Post titles. She put Actions. on the end. She went. Um, it, Gwyneth Paltrow went on to pay his legal fees. Oh, how nice! I think she's all right. I think she's all right too. Yeah, I, I think, think she's like, all right. I she's think she's just a bit wanker, <laughs> isn't she? She's a bit. Yeah, of a... and that's okay. I'm a bit of a wanker. Maybe we'd be friends. Yeah, like, if I had that much money, there's yeah. no way I wouldn't be a complete tosser. Absolutely, but she's sort of like I think she tries to be a good person, but she's a bit of a knob. Yeah, she's like a that's bit, basically it, isn't she's it? She's a bit of a knob with cash. She's but you know there are plenty of bad people with cash, aren't there? She's like a, yeah. quite a nice person with cash. Yeah, and we'd all be monsters if we had that much. Money, yeah, probably. well, we're gonna. And talk she's trying about, not to be. 
we're going to talk about that this this episode because there was there was plenty of hints about that when this oh episode. I mean, we're going to talk about the sixty thousand pound dollar ring again. That's come back to oh haunt us in in the Salt Lake City reunion. Like I, I've yeah. got things to say about how much cash does it stop being sentimental value? Because in our house, yeah. it's around fifty quid. Yeah. So, you know, knobs with cash is basically what this podcast should be called. I feel like if you and I, sorry, when you and I get our own reality show mm-hmm. and, and we're producing it, it will be called Knobs with Cash, and we'll just be following <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. mentally ill and angry people with loads of money and yeah. seeing what they get up to. Yeah, Andy, so, give us a call. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting. We're so, waiting for you, Andy. With that in mind, so, shall we get into it? Name mum. I name mum. Don't know if you're okay, actually. Name mum. Are you okay? Name mum. Let's start with Beverly Hills. The classic. Let's go there. The fan favourite. The fan um, favourite. Now, I thought, because I was in a fever dream, we were going on a day trip to Ohio, and I was thinking, that's an awful <laughs> long way <laughs> for, for a day trip. We're going to Cleveland for the day. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I suppose with that much money, you could do that on a... But then I thought, wait, are they going well, on a hey, uh, to Well, hey, Rinna went there to pick up a tiny horse that they didn't even bother bringing back with them. So it's happened. Yeah, it can happen. But it was Ojai. They were going to Ojai. 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 We're going to call it Ojai, are we? And I just thought, ha, 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 ha. That's how much they like you, Anne-Marie. Um, oh, God. Anna, Crystal, I liked how... who they don't even like that much, went to go mm. to Magic Mike in Las Vegas, and you yeah. and Marie got to a, go on a day trip to somewhere we've never heard of. <laughs> I liked how Kyle said, "Every I feel like every time Anna Marie's been around, there's been chaos. Yeah, because of Anna Marie. Because, because she won't stop misdiagnosing other people's medical issues and then dying on the hill. Like, yes. That She's is a not... hill that she is determined to die on. I mean, when we will, we will get to that. But oh, we will. Like, when when is Anna Marie going to realise that she used you? You were just a bullet in a gun, and the casing yeah. is lying on the floor next to the dead person. And that was weeks ago. Everybody else <laughs> has let it go. The yep. chalk marking has been drawn around the victim. The victim has yeah. been moved. The victim has been buried. Everybody's been to the funeral of the victim. But fuck no, you're still going on about it, Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie's still hanging around going, I think something happened here. But no <laughs> yeah. shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Was it in the spa? Was it patient zero? <laughs> Let it go. Was it a little boy on the Eurostar? <laughs> yes. Let, Let it go, lie. Nobody cares, including Sutton. Even Sutton doesn't care. I mean, we Let had one of the most intense conversations we've ever had on this podcast last week, ever had, like it's got, this podcast has got some sort of law, like it's been going on for years. <laughs> but we've had one of the most intense conversations we've had in the podcast. It's been going, what, two months about race last week. And even mm-hmm. they fucking got over it. It's only a week later. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And they're happily sat together having a laugh on the sprinter, which almost yeah. never happens. 
literally never happens. The sprinter never is like happens. A, a they had quite a good time on that thoughts. sprinter. They did. It was unsettling. I couldn't get over how the... big Sutton's water bottle was, though. It was bigger than her. It was bigger than her head. It was good, wasn't it? And it had fruit in it. Do you think there was vodka so this in that is, water bottle? Because even the she kind made of a joke am, about that. I, yeah. Yeah. The lady doth protest too much. Also, well, I'm the kind of person at 2 a.m. I'll be like, I'm on Amazon going, giant water bottle with fruit. Very <laughs> 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 like, dangerous for me to watch these shows because. Yeah. That's, that's how like, everything in my it. flat came to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. That now, now I want that water bottle. Um, she's a very uh, petite woman, but even that water bottle it made her look absolutely tiny. I hope there was vodka in it. I hope she's living her best life. And I hope she, she was being a, a little bit self-deprecating because I feel like she's in a very good place because she's going on a second date, which was very sweet, wasn't it? I always think it's very interesting when Sutton goes on a date that every all of her close friends, everybody's advice is don't be yourself. It's yeah. really heartbreaking. Yeah. And I just feel Please like these awful dates they keep showing. There's going to be someone who's already in her life who's like, I've watched enough rom-coms. There's going to be yeah. someone who's already in her life that she doesn't necessarily like, but they're going to like over time. Oh my God, it's RV. She's going to end up with RV. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? <laughs> it's gonna be Harvey. Fast forward, the wedding of the year is gonna be That's Arby. the rom com. That's the yeah, rom com where she realizes she loves Harvey and Harvey and then, goes, All right. <laughs> in ten years' time, it's gonna be an episode of Who the Bleep Did I Marry? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Narrated realize, by Harvey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So who's the who's the victim going to be in who the bleep did I marry? Will it be Harvey or will it be Sutton? Oh, it's Harvey. It's always Harvey. <laughs> Harvey's a professional victim. God bless him. Yeah, I I absolutely love um, a lot of Sutton's outfits because I do think she's. I don't know. There's something that's very sweet about her. Do you think she's very pretty? For yes. like um, for a woman of her years, which I can which I can empathize with. And well, I think she looks as as natural as any housewife. Like, you know, she's the most natural of all the housewives. I'd say in she terms of work, she's is, done. But that green big bird, what the hell was going on with that? <laughs> she I looked quite like, liked it. <laughs> did you like it? I thought that looked like big yeah. bird with COVID. I didn't know. It, yeah. Whether I, I mean, was feeling a I bit was nauseous. Aware it was horrible, but it's because it's Sutton wearing it. It's did like you like that? I was like, no. If no. anyone else wore it, I'd be like, what the hell? But when Sutton wears these things, I'm like, yeah. She can get away go, with girl. it. girl. Yeah, enjoy yourself. Express yourself. <laughs> no. I, 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 so we got there, didn't we? And they went shopping. Kyle, I, had... came, I just have to say, Kyle came out with an absolute corker on the way to Ohio. I think it was on the way to Ohio where she said that um, she she doesn't want to live in Beverly Hills. And she's not yeah. a Beverly Hills woman. She's yeah, been whatever. the face of Beverly Hills for 13 seasons now, but she's not a Beverly Hills woman. And once Portia is out of school, she will move somewhere quieter and, and live a sort of farm life. And I just thought, it's, so this has yeah. all been for the kids, has it, Kyle? Yeah, 13 whatever. seasons. So Wade's in Your the children visually uncomfortable in every scene they're in, but it's all for them. So Wade's <laughs> in the background on a little hillock with a guitar going, so me and Kyle just moved to the country. <laughs> That's Who all we ever wanted. Who are you trying to kid, Kyle? 
yeah, whatever. Somebody has got a proper, like, I'm not saying there is a, a relationship going on, but someone's got a proper hard girl crush on yeah. on a woman that tells her, really, all you want to do is live in, live in nature, go yeah. kayaking and yeah. play with the dogs, haven't they? And Kyle is really pushing this Morgan thing. Like, she's really playing it for a storyline. I think to deflect from her marriage troubles. Like, why would you bring up, would you ever date a woman? As a question. And then say, I would. And it wasn't even in the box of questions, was it? It was like an additional question to the box of questions. And we all know that the box of questions is usually, like, put in by the producers when they're flagging a bit. And, and even, they, even they, they didn't dare go there. <laughs> even they hadn't put it in. And then she went, yeah, let's do some scissoring. Let's reenact some scissoring on the floor. If you were if you were her friend, you would be a little bit like, are you trying to come out to me? Do you want me to ask if, if yeah. you're gay? Like, are you trying to come? Like, it really feels like she's trying to bring it up and she can't quite get herself over the line. And if, if, if like, you want to come out, that's absolutely fine. Nobody yeah, just, here... It's got or if you don't, if you want to take your time and have some privacy and see how this relationship goes but before you're a you put a label on it. But stop bringing in, it up. <laughs> you're a woman that's still in a marriage that just absolutely lost her shit at a party where you were all taking THC, that you got your <laughs> gang of, of, of mates round to tell everyone yeah. not to talk about your marriage. But then on the other hand, you're at a party in the afternoon saying, would anyone go with a woman and here's how you scissor? Like, which one is it, yeah. Kyle? Do you want people to discuss it or do you not? Because it really feels like you do. Yeah, so, and I think Garcelle's like, the best one, isn't she? Where She always just goes... Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not buying this. Yeah, exactly. I enjoyed Garcelle's confessionals for that reason. I think Garcelle's confessionals. Uh, were this were week good. she came out, Kyle, and she actually said, "Like, I feel really guilty about like the amount of scrutiny Morgan's been under since I brought her in the show and stuff like that." Bringing her in the show didn't cause the scrutiny. Asking questions like, "Would you date a woman?" Because I would, and you know, be like filming tattooing your initial on her. And stopping what you're doing and running to the stage to look googly-eyed at her while she sings, like, that's what brings the scrutiny. Yeah. You can be around your friend with no yeah. scrutiny at all, but you're yeah. you're deliberately setting up rumours. I know, you know, yeah, I, and I don't think it's a good, it's a good point. And I don't think anybody has, I'm wondering, are we only doing that? So the the other side of the argument, you know, let's play devil's advocate would be, yeah, everyone's only saying that because Morgan um, is is gay. That's why they're saying it. Yeah. So that would be the other side of the argument. I haven't that but, cow but here, also, by the way, if anyone can hear that in the background. There's a cow. There's a cow. <laughs> I can hear it. It's in the field behind the house. This isn't Jacob with a weird sound effect when I started talking about this. <laughs> Um, so Nina lives the kind of simple country life that Carl could only dream of. <laughs> yeah, I am the simple life, Kyle. So you just hold on there. Maybe we could do some side. Maybe that's our that's our pitch to Andy. She could come that's and live. How get them. Yeah, yeah. She could come and live here. Carl does we'll country. Go and live there. Perfect. <laughs> like the spot. holiday without Jude Law. <laughs> yeah, totally that. You'll probably My get house is probably you know. that small, as in the holiday, actually. So, 
The other thing I was going to say, though, was, um, yes, people are only saying that because Morgan's gay, but there were these rumors about Teddy as well. Yeah. And is it is it possible that Kyle has a pattern of very close, codependent, intense relationships with women? Yeah. We saw it with LVP. When LVP got close to Brandy, she had a breakdown and made her kiss her on the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> we yeah. saw it with Teddy where they used to share a bed and they went to therapy together. Now yeah. we're seeing it with Morgan. I don't yeah. think it's necessarily a lesbian affair. I think this is how she has female friendships. They're yeah, very close, one-on-one, of... maybe codependent kind of thing. Yeah, where she like, goes a little bit single white female. Yeah, and I think that's why Dorit's a bit like... You've never been this with me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're very dull, though, Dorit. <laughs> you are. You talk a lot about nothing. <laughs> but to be, I mean, we're being a bit unfair on Dorit. Sort of, sort of not. Dorit, there was a period, actually, where she was quite into Dorit, wasn't she? But she did it as a couple's thing. Yes, it was very much a double date situation. And now because that she's not Mo double dating, was best friends with with yeah. PK, and they so did they all they of were that. a foursome, and now yeah. her and Mo aren't tight anymore. Dorit's kind of out of the picture, and because did you PK see, isn't oh, needed. I thought Dorit was super naughty. I mean, we're not like we're kind of going out of sequence this week, but you know we can blame the COVID. That when <laughs> they were at the uh, remembrance ceremony for her for Lorene. Mm-hmm. Dorit did that quite pointed thing where she said the she remembers the first time that they met Morgan Wade and it mm. was in London and oh from that moment on our foursome get togethers kind of stopped she yeah. pinpointed that moment didn't she yeah which I thought was was underlining that yes well, was inviting us certainly to read between the lines and say she yeah. started an affair with her there. It's inviting speculation that Morgan came in the picture and couples' dinners were out because the yeah. couple were over. That's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a brave move, if not quite a bitchy one on her part. Also, I didn't like how the way she was like, Morgan stuck out like a sore thumb. It's like this is the same Dorit that pulled a face when Sutton kissed her driver. Do you know what I mean? Also, it's like there's a bit of classes represents there, Boy George. And yeah. Boy George back in the day, I would say, yeah. was probably in the in the minds of most conservative conventional people, the definition of sore thumb. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Since kind of made a career it, out of being a sore thumb. <laughs> yeah. So since when were we judging thumbs? You, yeah. You're sitting on a house built of thumbs. <laughs> what, 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 what's, what a horrible visual <laughs> what what is this about because oh, she was she also looked like some kind of prep school girl didn't she what what was she dressed mm. as it was a bit yeah it was almost I like she I, I think I'm going to just dress diametrically as much in opposition as I can um to yeah. her new best friend as possible when we go to this event and i think this is the episode where we started seeing kyle and morgan dressing alike yeah and I think we see more of that because yeah. they, that is not kyle would always wear a sexy dress and suddenly she's wearing tight leather pants and vagina plants 
do the splits. Oh, yeah. 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 She, she always, like, the, the, there has been a complete sort of image change. Yeah. I mean, I do believe that's where Gwyneth Paltrow first got her inspiration for the vagina candle, wasn't it? From... It was, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was. She, after... she dropped a candle on the floor at a party Carl was at, picked it up yeah. and went, oh, <laughs> smells interesting. <laughs> nice. I can make a lot of money out of this. Yeah, totally. Um, so we're at the at the remembrance uh, event for Lorene, which was thank obviously you so very, much very, for keeping us on track, Naomi. I'm so bad. This very week. sad. Teddy Mellencamp, Faye Finat. Resnick, Anna Marie. I don't know her surname, and I don't care to learn it. Like this is a festival. It's like a convention of dull irritation. Kyle yes. needs new friends. Yes. Like, oh, my I mean, God. And then Anna Marie cannot wait to bring up this. She actually goes, guys, I have uh, I have an issue. Sutton's esophagus. I was like, really? You're not even going to wait for it to come up in conversation. You're just, no. this is not. And then she says, I spoke to other medical professionals, and they said, it's nonsense. That's that must Either that's lies, or I'm scared that medical professionals are out there saying that. Because it's so, we all know that you can have esophagus issues. It's called an esophageal stricture. That's what Sutton has. Her brother has it too. Why is she so determined that this is nonsense? It's like, I think she's gone away. She knows she looks an idiot. She is so determined to prove that she's not an idiot. She knows it's going to come back up in the edit. So she's she's gone away and it's like. So you think she's doubling down? She's doubling down. She, that's you, you've got it in a one. Mm. I think that's where she's gone with this. She realizes because I know we're taking the mick out of her that she wants to keep this going. I think the reason she's keeping it going is that she doesn't want to look like the idiot when all this comes out. She has been used for just merely as a tool for Kyle early yeah. doors i think she probably does realize that oh, that's over now but what she needs to do is prove she was right that must be a real button for her she's and somebody... cause drama as well yeah do you think she wants she thinks... to cause drama yeah i think so i think she's she's make herself there's two relevant. kinds of housewives right there's two kinds of newbie housewives there's the ones that come and they naturally cause drama they they fall in with some people they fall out with some people and there's naturally a bit of tension because new persons joined the group and they've made alliances right yeah then there's the kind of housewife that is trying way too hard Mm. right and we've seen this before with i mean diane diana would have been one last season i don't even know Mm -hmm. if it's diana or diana now diana um god she was dull um yeah. Carlton maybe was one. Yeah. Really went for it with Kyle. You know, it's like it's it's a desire to be relevant and to matter and to be a big story of the season. Like my name will be trending after this episode I because think I was the most I, I agree with you, Naomi. I think this is somebody that lacks natural character yeah. and lacks authenticity. Yes. She is not that. somebody that cannot help herself and those are the housewives we absolutely love the most aren't aren't they Mm. that they bowl in and we're like oh my god (laughs) have you met them they just even Dorit Dorit when she first came in yeah immediate tension with Rina and immediate tension with Erica like stuff happening like and and it felt natural 
and they you know? can't help being themselves. They just ha- are, are who they are. They've got a set of beliefs. They've got a set of values. They're quirky for whatever reason. You know, they they're yeah. not that self possessed. They they freak out at things like yeah, you know, who's turned into my favorite of the season, Sutton, an absolute exactly. ball Sutton of neuroses. Sutton's like, a, a, for me, a lesson in the perfect housewife because she can just sit down on her own and cause trouble. <laughs> like yeah. In her yeah. confessional, she can confuse herself and yeah. cause drama with herself. Absolutely that. Absolutely Whereas that. then you An have someone like joy. Anne-Marie and it's like, you're you're not very interesting. And you're trying and in, too hard. Yeah. And if she'd just naturally fallen in with the group and take, had opinions on everyone, mm-hmm. that would be one thing. But she's gone in... Sutton's a liar and I'm gonna prove it and it doesn't work and my also massive alarm bell with her and I'm gonna have to come out with it and I'm saying it here and I'm saying it on record she's a nurse anaesthetist yeah and dirty John was a nurse anaesthetist was he yeah (laughs) yes you're right (gasps) oh I'm, I'm putting it out there for all of you I've said it and I've said it here so, I'd also just like to apologise if we have any nurse anaesthetists listening who do a good job every day and try to help people. <laughs> We're not maligning your entire profession. We're just saying where there's smoke, there's Dirty John. <laughs> now, for those of you that have never come across Dirty John, where have you been? Oh, it's on Netflix. Watch it. At least so watch Dirty season John one. started out life as a podcast, one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. Please find it. So it follows the um, nurse anaesthetist Dirty John, who didn't start out that as a nurse anaesthetist. Legal name. <laughs> who married a nurse anaesthetist? I'm going to see how many times I can get it into this. And the nurse anaesthetist <laughs> came together. And anyway, he was a sociopath, probably psychopath, and he ended up being murdered in a car park by um, his victim. And I'm not even going to tell you the ending because it is that Oh, it's good so good. Yeah, that if I tell so the good. ending, I will literally ruin it for you. All I can say is please go out there, please listen to the podcast and then watch the series because the series is also an absolute joy. Um, and Anna Marie, if you are listening, um, which you won't be because you'll be doing something dull. Um, but if you are listening, <laughs> never be alone in a car park with Sutton because karma yeah. will come for you. <laughs> yeah. She's a very small woman. She, she, you know, she likes Though she karaoke. she be the little, she is fierce. <laughs> She's little, she is fierce. She likes karaoke. I'm sure there is some secret weapon in her bag, whether it's her karaoke list or a microphone, a microphone, you could take someone's eye out with a microphone. That's all I'm saying. I think I'm leaving, <laughs> leaving a breadcrumb, a trail that we're going to be in some we'll future know. podcasts where we, we laid it out. Yeah, we'll be we'll get a call from the police at some point. Yeah, exactly. And we'll that. say, well, it was right there. And we actually were right says at one point. Of course. You know, she actually says at one point, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. You are! (laughs) There's no more clear outline of someone beating a dead horse. If they look it up in the dictionary now, it's got you with this conversation, Anna-Marie. Yeah, also, I would get some extra security for Santos, the horse, Sutton. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're so right. Not me. Yeah. (laughs) 
she's sinister. The woman is sinister. The woman we need, like, we've never had that on The Real Housewives, have we? Have we had that? We've had... Somebody killing a horse. (laughs) (laughs) We've had nobody beating a horse. And for our British listeners, beating a horse, you know, is, is, we know what that means in America, beating a beating a horse I don't know I'm doing a hand gesture (laughs) oh honey you're so sick (laughs) I'm still very feverish so so, there's so many connotations the gaslighting man the gaslighting so then she brings up eating disorders and Crystal says I don't think it's right to bring up eating disorders she goes I didn't bring it up I was like you but, but you can't but even play the tape because it's this ago. tape. Yeah, you can't play the tape because it's, it's this tape. You just said it. You, you're saying yeah. it now. Like, what? You haven't finished saying it. What? Yeah. Is it? And she's, she's a medical gaslighter. She's, she's going to claim, yeah. no, it was the other health professionals that mentioned eating disorders, not me, but you repeated it. You repeated it. Also, presumably she's watched the show. She knows Crystal has an eating disorder. To bring up that yeah. with eating disorders, you can damage your throat with with reflux and things like that. Very insensitive. And okay. I really liked Crystal's response. She very calmly put her in her place. I yeah. think Crystal might be about to earn her diamond with Anna Marie. Yeah, I do think so. I, I think do it could think be coming. So. On the coming up, we saw some... I think she might be about to make a lot of people very happy. Yeah, <laughs> because they're calling her out on the veracity of whether she is in fact a nurse anaesthetist or like because she because she claimed at one point to be a doctor all that's mm-hmm. coming up I can absolutely not wait I feel like we're in the Scooby Doo moment of the unmasking yeah of the and of I think criminal whoever brings down Anna Marie is going to be a fan favorite and I would quite like for Crystal to have that job because that will cement her yeah. as you know a great housewife it's- it's been one of those situations, isn't it? Wherever you, whatever you feel about our current housewives, because I know Crystal hasn't always been our favourite on this podcast, although she has, you know, improved as the season has gone on or as the seasons has progressed. Sometimes an outsider can be very bonding, can't it? It can yeah. solidify us um, against the newcomer. It can kind of the mm-hmm. same way that in Salt Lake City suddenly all the girls are kind of going, well, now we hate Manuka, we're going to forgive each other our sins. It's sort of having yeah. that effect a little bit. Yeah, they've got a, a, a greater common enemy. Yeah, So absolutely. they need to come together, you know. Yeah, and I think we're all with you because she, she's got to bring a little bit more to the table if she wants to hang on. And let's see. Let's I see. think not... But a nice, a nice episode. Um, I a thought beautiful. I, I, I was moved. Was I mean, I, I, yeah. It I, was nice I, when Garcelle touched Sutton's hand because she's yeah. lost her father to suicide. And then it was, it was nice when Sutton patted Carl on the back and said you did well after she spoke. I did think Morgan is a beautiful singer, but it was a strange choice of song for the occasion. I didn't think that as well. Like we're we're talking like, about death about and suicide and losing. Bath- yeah, it was like lay, lay me floor. down on the kitchen floor. I was like, all right. And, and I thought, I know, okay. I didn't feel like it was an appropriate song. <laughs> and at one point when she was doing the, you know, when she was doing the sound check and she basically cut off the organizer and went kind of 
fuck you. Oh, God, yeah, that was so rude. I need to listen to my um, bestie do the sound check. So she runs over to do the sound check, and it's that bit where she's going, you said I was too young for you. You said it was. I was like, is this a love song to you? I was like, "Uh uh-oh. It could be. Is this a little, has she written this? Are we having secret messages? Did you think the same thing? Yeah, I did think the same thing because Kyle had a little snigger at that line as well, didn't she? I know. And I just thought, are they talking in secret messages to each other? Which is absolutely fine. Do that on a, you know, do that on the karaoke night. I'm sure Morgan Wade doesn't do karaoke. But do do, (laughs) do you do that at your remembrance for your best friend, I didn't know it was the most appropriate song. Didn't feel very appropriate, but but the event was nice. It was nice that her family. I cried were there, a little bit. Mother. Yeah, had, it was really. I, had a little, I filled sad. up a little bit, and I don't often cry at the housewives, and neither should anyone, because if you do, that's probably a sign that you need help. But yeah, there was. A, I had a little moment where I was just like, "Oh God, yeah, this is." This is moving. This is touching. Her mother was absolutely broken. She was in bits. Yeah, and I can't. And I think for all, I can't for all the imagine we talk about the housewives, it does. It does sometimes bring up issues that need to be talked about, which is kind of, yeah. You know, we had chat last season about miscarriages and things like that, and I, I you know, yeah. When and it's suicide. when it's done appropriately and yeah and carefully i think it's nice it's nice and to see it on network television isn't it absolutely and that speech she gave you could see how meaningful it was to she her she did really well as well yeah yeah she did she, really she's well. a crier kyle and she held it together and it was that a beautiful was really nice. you know it was a beautiful speech for her friend it was obviously very personal it was it was a very moving moment i felt that and i think we could all relate to it and what garcelle was saying in her confessional about the thing is you know that thing about when you lose somebody and they are gone forever and it's often not in the moment that you feel that it's it's in the several moments weeks and years later when when it sinks in that then they're definitely you know you're not going to see them again don't start me off I'm gonna (laughs) fill up again but Sutton was really lovely as well when Sutton said about her dad he would be proud and then she said no you know what he is proud because he's still here and I was like yeah. oh my gosh yeah yeah, yeah. that was really absolutely nice. so yeah they so yeah they don't do that, that really to me well. again housewives please um, yeah stop that yeah how I do you expect I don't us watch to come this on here for genuine human emotion I'm supposed to be able to pull you apart yeah we um, expect us to come on here and be snarky and and then we end up filling up stop it yeah. immediately it's not but good. very well it's done not good for us <laughs> yeah nicely so, done shall we move shall we move to miami let's get into miami because he's a damn saint for listening to the all the lenny stories it's a lot lenny hoxton he's really disappointed me super disappointed me Here we are. So I like how Nicole says she doesn't want any negativity around her when she invited Anna to that Mama Cita lunch. And she knew who now look, Adriana, clearly the main antagonist here. Adriana has gossip from Anna that she wanted to come out yeah. to wind up Alexia. I guess she's the main antagonist. Nicole also knew who Anna was, also yeah. knew what Anna has said about these women, also yeah. invited her without a heads up to these women. Yeah. She's still shit stirring 
So can we stop pretending that Nicole just I didn't know. I oh, yeah, like. and and Nicole is really hanging on to that defense because when we see, you know, we see Gertie in the in, at home in bed after her operation. That at this point we think has yeah. gone okay. Nicole's crying. Yeah, Nicole saying Nicole, I don't want any negativity, and I didn't. It's, you I'm knew not what you going were doing. to any more group events. I refuse to go into more to any more group of events. And Until also, I want an apology. An apology for what? You did something shady, and they called you out on it. Why would they apologize to you? And even if you didn't do so, right, even let's give it the benefit of the doubt. Let's say she believes she didn't fully know what was going on okay let's say that she did but let's say that <laughs> let's say that if she then let's put yourself in those shoes have realized has had realized that she'd put some of her very close friends in a very difficult situation would you not just say right shit hands up i mean if if i, if I was really organizing sorry. something if i was organizing something nina and i invited you and someone that has hurt you in the past and I what? genuinely have no yes. idea I would yes. still be like oh my god Nina I'm so sorry yeah I didn't know but I inadvertently did it I know why is she why is Nicole owed the apology it's ridiculous so and if you Nicole ever invite Anna Marie to any of my events I'm gonna hold <laughs> you to this <laughs> oh she'll be there with an endoscopy <laughs> camera I'll be like <laughs> Anna Marie who Anna Marie who <laughs> And my mama sees a lunch. I don't oh think you can God, have a mama yeah. sees a lunch uh, in Manchester. I don't know what the equivalent would be. <laughs> I think it's um, mum's night out. Yeah. Mum's night out. Mum's mama night pizza, out. Mum, mama P's lunch. I don't know. Something <laughs> involving peas. Um. So we need to get through this so you can go lie down. <laughs> This is what happens on codeine, children. Just say no. <laughs> so it was interesting. I thought that Julia Julia was very much going to stand up for Nicole at the expense of Adriana, which made me like Julia a lot because her and Adriana, thick as thieves, always got each other's back. And she didn't throw Adriana to the wolves. I don't she think did say, Adriana this isn't has right. got... I'm going to stand by it. I'm not sure Adriana has got Julia's back. Because she would never have let her wear those earrings. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There's a lot of shit going on that Julia really should have had someone put a stop to. So, yeah. Those cocktail Is she earrings. Your friend? Hmm. No. But, yes. I kind of like them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> I can wait. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, um, oh yeah, there was a lot of um, I was a lot of irritation in this episode. Adriana, when she got, because she's very um, what I like about Adriana, and I know you probably think I always stick up for her too much, but what I really liked about her was the absolute mischief in her face, where she was like, "Okay," and she was speaking to her in French for a bit, wasn't she? Like Nespa, she no, was, no. yeah, Arrête, yeah. Arrête. no, Nespa, no, no, no. <laughs> don't start. <laughs> Don't start. Was it Nospa? Don't start. Don't start. So she so did good. French at her for a bit, which I thought was hilarious. And then she, when she was like, okay, go on then, go on then, go on then, say it. 
and she they said it she said it and then it was like backfired on it because he still said it was um, Nicole's fault and not hers and she was absolutely more annoyed at because Adriana again is a clear antagonist they expect Adriana to pull this crap on them they don't expect and Adriana was like and if Nicole had turned around and gone look I thought I, I thought it would be interesting to see what she had to say I knew I was taking a risk but I thought it would be interesting. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I should have known better. Then it would be over. But instead she's like, I didn't know. And this is outrageous. And you owe me an apology. <laughs> and and Adriana was just beautiful, wasn't she? She just kind of went, well, hey ho. <laughs> I tried. I, I did it. Whoops. Yeah. And then they were like, well, Nicole still. And she kind of looked at Julia as if to say, gave it my best shot. <laughs> <laughs> if they still want to blame, if they still want to blame Nicole, what can I do? I was like, oh, my oh God. styling it out, Adriana, styling it out. But at least she held her hands up and said, yeah, I did this. Nicole hasn't I do, done that. I, thought, and I know, she wouldn't. She's, I tell a, you she's digging a grave for herself. So you cannot take feedback ever, Alexia. Oh, not at all. Absolutely she no really criticism really gets ever on my areolas, that woman. Yeah, she's outrageous. She. Oh, the other thing is, she gets really like, uh, like petty and childish when she's. She kind of reminds me of Monica from Salt Lake in that as soon as somebody uh-huh. goes, "You did this and it upset me," they go, "Shut up, you stupid bitch," or something. Do you know what I mean? Like it just gets unpleasant and nasty. Very in, much. And, and and it's not about the issue anymore. It's just name calling. And I, I just, I think, I think Alexia is not that bright. Uh, and, yeah, so you know, that's the, one of the biggest standout moments from the show, from, from the whole show for me, was when uh, Nicole, not Nicole, Lisa said, I don't care if she used to be a teacher. I was like, stop the fucking bus. She used to be a teacher. Right. That scared me. Like, they, But then they, that they, may be explained why there's a whole generation of people out there voting for Donald Trump. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Absolutely, that I was They've like. They've been taught no. by the Alexias of the world. No yeah. way that they allowed her to teach. What did I she mean, teach? Coloring. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking it must Let have it be been coloring. School. I mean, even surely. primary school teaching, you need to get a degree now. Short, primary surely. school teaching's still pretty hard. You've got to, you've got to shepherd these kids through really yeah. incredibly important years. I wouldn't want Alexia at the pedagogy helm, you know? and all this. Big yeah. word stuff that she would not understand. I mean, th- there was, Very and as soon as uh, Lisa came in with the slightest criticism of, I just want to talk to you basically about what you said to me. I didn't like it. I mean, she was a bit hysterical. It is a bit irritating, but she just wouldn't let yeah. her get a, a foothold with that. She wouldn't let it her was, speak. No, not If someone comes into a room and they're like, I have a problem with you, I'm literally like, tell me why. Mm. So I can form a defence or apologise for what I've done wrong. Well, um, like, but she's Naomi, the just reason like, no, I have a no, problem no. with you is. <laughs> can we talk I keep about editing this you podcast putting online last week that I was a racist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kept the main part in that made it clear you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Did she though, viewers? Did she? Not even viewers online. Um. So that was, but that, <laughs> that was, look, look, you look like I'm bothered. No, I'm not. I'm not look, oh, we, I, if you could see little Naomi's face now, she's like, oh no, have I upset her? You didn't upset me. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, but she didn't. No, no, even finger hold. There was nothing, was there? There was nothing that she no. could get hold of whatsoever. That, that she just would shut allow... it down before she started. And that reminds me of a. It's very narcissistic. There's like it's very very fragile, isn't it? There's yeah. there's no room whatsoever for the artifice to break. Like you yes. can't. I have this narrative, and you cannot. If you question this narrative, my whole existence crumbles. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. how I feel with her. That's exactly like you couldn't have put it better. That's exactly how I feel with her. I feel like, oh, if we if we even tap at that. Then yeah. you see this with narcissists. If I'm not down. right about this, what else am I not right about? Yeah, and I cannot exactly. Risk that. I cannot exactly. risk having to examine my behavior. It's there's too much. <laughs> there's too much to go at. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we are not built on solid ground. This, this personality is not built on anything no. at all solid. There's, there's, they cannot be questioned. If you pull at that thread, the whole thing unravels. There's a lot of that going. Hundred percent. Watching her house hunt was one of the most depressing things in the world. Forty five hundred dollars. Forty. I mean, how much is that in pounds? Also, Americans, can you do me a favor? Can you stop? I mean, not in this particular instance, but I've got a bone to pick with you. Can you stop measuring your bloody homes in thousand square feet? How are we meant to understand that? So we've got. That's how I do it. (laughs) That's the only thing that matters. That's the only thing I know. (laughs) But then I also use Fahrenheit, so I'm just a bit messed up. Seriously, were you bought? Yeah, I use Fahrenheit. Wait, you bought? Well, I was was international. My my dad was born in 1938, so I think just an old-fashioned thing, basically. He would always use Fahrenheit. Well, so I, I would always use Fahrenheit. And now I get, re- and my, it drives my boyfriend nuts because I'm like, oh, it's going to be 80 degrees. He's like, no, no, I nothing. do Fahrenheit. I do Fahrenheit, but that's just because oh, I'm okay. old. So, but you can, you can okay. move that dial to 1970s. So I was born in 1971. Okay. Fuck you listeners. So <laughs> I was born in 1971. And yeah, we do do Fahrenheit. So I'm exactly the same as you. I'd forgotten. I thought, so I say degrees. So, I, but that's Fahrenheit, isn't it? Yeah. So 70s, yeah. 80s. So I'm the same as you. But thousands yeah. of square feet. That makes feet. more sense to me. Yeah, thousands of square feet. Yeah, I know square, roughly what that is. So you would be able to tell the size of a house by its square footage. Nowhere yes. in the British house <laughs> selling Kirsty and Phil go around saying, I know. well, we've got a house here. It's a 3,000 square foot property. No, they don't. I know. Well, everyone was, everyone was doing, um, I, was, I was house hunting last summer and it was all metres square. I, it didn't mean anything to me. I need to but, know in square feet. But I don't understand the square foot. It's just tell me how many bedrooms you've got. Just go bedrooms. Just find out, find out how big your house is in square feet and then you'll roughly know how big every house is. Oh no, no! You don't can do place this your to me own house. Like I can place my family home in Lisa Vanderpump's Villa Rosa about fifteen times. <laughs> you so, know this. I feel like I've yeah. missed out on something. Can we just have some kind of Instagram socials interaction on? Do you know the square footage of your home? Because I, yeah. I have no clue. I just well, know I how many should, bedrooms I've got. That's what I know. No, you I thought know it was just Americans footage. that went around 
talking about, well, I might have to move into somewhere that's only three square feet. Like, what does that matter if it's got, like, surely you just need to know how many bedrooms you've got and places to no. Oh, go no. to the bathroom. I also love how like the editor's really screwed on that because she was like, this is a nice like beach apartment for the weekends, but you couldn't live here with a family. And then they just showed these yeah. huge shots of this expansive, Acreage. massive. Yeah, yeah which was so. in the tallest building in the world. I thought it was in the Burj Khalif. The, the yeah. Size That's exactly where you want to put Frankie, right? And yeah, she's like, exactly. worried about Frankie's safety. I'm like, well, don't don't pop him here. This is going to be terribly This looks terrifying for him. And I love how he knows his a own mind. Of... He's lovely, isn't he? We all love Frankie. Mm-hmm. But a lot of a lot of just depressing moments. Larsa depressed me when she asked her daughter, oh, hey, you're okay with living in the same house as Marcus, right? And the girl just kind of, in front of him. at her stony-faced. Yeah. In front of him. And then... Larsa made it quite clear that that wasn't the response she was expecting and Marcus was going to be living there, whether her yeah. daughter was comfortable or not. And it was just yeah. like, why did you, why ask then? <laughs> yeah, it's like that old chestnut of when my kids were little and they used to say, um, in front of their friend, can my friend stay for tea? And all of me's oh. thinking, well, there aren't enough fish fingers, but now I can't say anything. Do you, do you know, yeah. you, you can't... Yeah totally on the spot stop it exactly if you actually wanted to know the answer to that question you'd have asked her a before you moved him in yeah (laughs) and yeah b on her own when she could actually oh i just made a thumbs up and it appeared in a bubble on the screen oh i did again we we did balloons last week and now we've got a thumb i'm still not i think it's like balloons seem to come when i salute or something sorry it's very boring for listeners (laughs) I know, I know. Sorry, we're just working out the little production. Nina and I having our own fun. Yeah. Just having Um, our own fun over here. So, and of course, poor Gerdy. Yeah, that was the most. She's really going through it and she is so open about it. And I think it's, again, if you're able to share, that must be helping so many people who've been through that. The, The previous episode when she went in for her surgery, you know, I took my mum in for her cancer surgery and that really brought that back to me because it is so scary. And then they just wheel them away and you're left there and it's like six in the morning or something. And wow. you're just like, I'll wait seven hours now. Okay. Like okay. it's it's incredible how much her and her family are, yeah. are sharing. And I really, I'm sure it's really comforting a lot of people and helping a lot yeah. of people. But I can also understand that she has zero time for these yeah. women's bullshit. Like, yeah it's who cares when you're talking about life and death why you know i mean you said this pers- about my husband who cares your perspective <laughs> has to change massively in that scenario yeah i mean you've been through this with your mum i mean something not just for your mum but for for the people around like family yeah. and as well it's 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 life-changing your whole it? life is consumed by it while it's going on as well and so then yeah. when you have somebody talking about something if, if, I mean, the thing is, everything's relative. So someone can still come to you with a mm-hmm. with a problem, and you're still going to care. And, and but if somebody's just bitching and sniping and moaning and complaining, yeah. your patience is very short. You know. Yeah. So and do you think she did she's the right handling thing it really well? And out? the best thing, yes, the best thing she can do is just remove herself from it, yeah. make the statement, and and remove herself because she's not going to be able to add anything in her current state of mind, and she shouldn't have to. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think it's a wake up call to the women. Like they all feel pretty silly 
arguing about that when she's going through what she's going through. So, yeah. However, absolutely. don't kill all the drama this season, Gertie. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to keep the perspective. Obviously, of... you're right, but we we yeah. want to watch the petty bullshit. So yeah, yeah. Don't, and this... don't don't make them all make up. That's yeah, yeah. And a we lot don't want of this, that. This show you... is is about being petty and being taken out yes. of our own lives through the petty yes. bullshit. I suppose it's exactly, a weird one, yeah. isn't it? It's a yeah. double sort so, of thing because a lot of people that watch this show watch it for entertainment and distraction. But at the same time, it is worth yeah. remembering that, that you know, when it comes down to it, a lot of this stuff absolutely doesn't matter. We know that. Yeah. And we've we, seen this before with with um, uh, Yolanda when she had her, um, her battle with Lyme disease and stuff. Like she wasn't in the mood to argue about husbands and mm-hmm. you know who said what behind someone's back she didn't care and it it's interesting to watch because it disturbs the dynamic of the show and not necessarily in a bad way but generally like you say you you you're having a crappy day you you turn on these six women are arguing about stuff that doesn't matter and it's entertainment and it's escapism and it's nonsense yeah. and then you have somebody in there who's having a bad day and yeah. they go shut up this doesn't matter and you're like well, I know it doesn't, but it was uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind it, of disturbs the dynamic. It's it's interesting, I think. It it's, is it interesting. It's kind more of where like reality, actual real life. Yeah, where reality meets reality, isn't it? We're in this sort of strange. Exactly. We're in this strange cycle where we want it to be real, but where it becomes too real, it 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 crosses the line into to being something to be in another show about something else yeah. and to becoming a kind of serious yeah. documentary on life. And, yeah. and whilst it, it's great to have the window in, but in this scenario, we don't, we don't want to take that out of it completely because, but because then we wouldn't be getting these real, real women's lives. Yeah. But it's it, when you have, for example, Anna Marie being a dick about Sutton's esophagus, at an event for someone, Carl's best friend, who she lost to suicide. Yeah, that that's jarring. Yeah, because in real life you'd be you'd be on your best behavior, and you wouldn't be yeah. bringing up silly bullshit at an event like that. You'd yeah. be you'd be in the mode and the vibe of what that evening. And everybody is would about. be on their best behavior, and everybody would yeah. be behaving but it, because themselves. it's the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, they're all oh, look. All eight of them, or however many there is, are in a room together. So, oh, let's stir something up. And it's like, but this, yeah. this is not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it doesn't, you know, it's kind of jarring, but it's it's interesting. Like you say, it's when reality meets real life, and it's it doesn't always. Uh, the yeah, two things don't always quite upsetting. work together. Like and watching Gertie was upsetting. Yeah, it was upsetting. It was upsetting. You could yeah. see it was absolutely true to her, and it was real, and you could see that she'd actually just received that terrible news that the margins weren't clear and that and she clearly thought I am you know I got dressed I left the house I'm gonna film this scene because I don't Mm -hmm. know how well I'm gonna be to film future scenes so let's just fucking get this done and then she literally was like nope sorry can't do it it's too ridiculous yeah and we know Um, from what we know about how the Real Housewives is made that just before they go into a scene they will have been spoken to by production Things happen just before a scene. 
generally the housewives do have a little bit of preparation in terms of Mm -hmm. of are you gonna talk to Alexia well Lisa came in all guns blazing didn't she yeah she'd been wound up so certain things before scenes are filmed are are prepped they can't always prep the outcome but there's certain things are and it would have been interesting to I suppose it's like winding up a little clockwork toy and watching it go isn't it yeah exactly they can't inevitably going to crash into a wall at some point yeah they they can't script what's actually going to be said but they can set up the scene it's a bit like improv isn't it yeah exactly and they have enough faith in their performers to yeah that the outcome will be entertaining and I wonder if there been some sort of, and it, hopefully there have been some sort of safety, sort of safeguarding for Gertie that was along the lines of, you know, get out of this at any time. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Yeah. And I think Gertie seems incredibly strong and she knows her own mind and she seems to know what's safe for her at the moment, what's right for her, what's comfortable for her. And she'll stick yeah. by that. Yeah, she you know. does seem like the same thing happened at the Mama really Cita lunch. Like she went to the Mama Cita lunch the day before this massive surgery and yeah. was like, Can't can't do this. Can't can't be in this headspace before I have massive surgery. So she left. Yeah. And that's what she needs to do. So. And there's no pressure on her. I did the one person, because I think we're right in that Lisa was wound up like an absolute top because her behaviour mm towards Gertie as she entered that scene was pretty abhorrent actually mm-hmm. the way that she said to Gertie oh you've had your surgery everything fine hello how are you it was so dismissive she wasn't actually didn't actually want to hear the answer to the question she was she not was, present. she was telling her she was telling her today's not going to be about you you've had your surgery yeah. now and you're fine yeah I've got and, issues and to say and to be so dismissive to someone the day after they've had mm-hmm. their surgery for cancer I was just like really I'd yeah. written it in my notes actually this is the least sympathy I've ever had for her because like in I'm- real life if you had a friend who I think it was like three days after her surgery or something which yeah. is still when you think of the level of surgery to be upright and dressed and out yes yeah. incredibly impressive in my book yeah but like if in real life if we were all having a lunch and our friend who'd just been through that three days earlier came, the lunch is about her. How yeah. are you? What's the next steps? What do you yeah. want to do? Oh, you, oh, do you want to just be silly? Then we'll question. be silly. But you would be watching her and aware of her and making sure that she was, if, oh, you don't want to talk about it. You want to be silly. We'll distract you. That's fine. But you'd still have an eye on her. It would yeah. be all about her. And it just wasn't at all. And I think if I was going to be, it's not like you, it's not that you want it to be about you, but you, you can't switch it off. So for them to switch it off is, yeah really disconcerting there was no room for her to have a there was no space made for her whatsoever it's too serious for them and you see this a lot with narcissists as well that Mm. when actual drama comes to play someone has an actual issue someone's sick someone's died whatever it is they can't cope because they want to talk about their silly bullshit you know oh, in my and they and they're aware oh i can't talk about this now because she's brought up xyz and that just bothers them because they want to keep talking about their silly bullshit you know a hundred percent I mean my experience of an narcissist in my life very close to me is that you cannot talk about your own illness you can't yeah. you can't t- yeah. take the subjects away I have from- friends that aren't in my life anymore because when my mum died there was no time for it there was no space for it and really 
yeah and I was just kind of like oh I I can't go through life like this yeah these aren't friends no they're not you know and then you have other people who can't do enough for you and also you know the more love you get the less you do need to talk about it and have it be all about that so it's just one of those things you realize as you go through life and it's it's kind of fascinating watching Gertie realize it with these women yeah on screen in real time that you can see her going these people aren't my friends I really hope that there's some of those people behind the production like because because I think there's is definitely narcissistic behavior from all of these women i really hope that there's one or two of those women that actually when they're not filming these scenes that behind mm. the scenes are behaving more like friends i think we saw it a little bit from nicole yes. where she's where she's nicole's sending a, and voice. nicole's a doctor so she yeah gets she's it. sending voice and she notes. rang she rang her husband russell yeah. when the surgery was going on and said how is it is she out yet yeah you know. she seems she seems to have some concepts of what what it actually means for her to be going through it. But, you know, I think you're absolutely right. And I don't think narcissists can cope if the conversation isn't about them. And I feel yeah. really sad in the case of Lisa because Lisa is deserving of our empathy. And, yeah, and Lisa when is Le- still going uh, through something. Yeah, she's going through domestic abuse. And when Lisa doesn't show empathy to others, mm-hmm. then it it it's becomes more draining to to show her our our, our empathy to her i think yeah. not that that in real life well, lisa also, gives a shit whether <laughs> we we support her 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 or not yeah but i think throughout this series i've been really gunning for her going come on but this I also is a woman that you know we need in, to understand domestic abuse and it's wider context absolutely. we need to be able to see these and patterns. the different ways of it the coercive behavior the controlling yeah, behavior absolutely. the bullying behavior it's not all just beating someone it can it can happen in no, so many insidious we're, we're ways seeing, you know? we're seeing this systematic coercive control going on my, with her which is very recognizable where he is now, you know, doing things like he's using financial abuse, he's using, he's using her children against her, he's using all the classic signs of domestic abuse to control yeah. her, and he he won't he won't give up until he's won. You know, he's he's not letting go. It's extremely worrying. It's quite sinister in many ways, and for the other women to just to ignore that has been quite shocking. Yeah. But then when you I see think what's interesting like though, this, you kind of go, oh, come on, Lisa. But she didn't come in about that. She didn't come in fired up because Lenny had done something and she needed to talk to her friends about it. She came in fired up because she felt like they came for her on that trip yeah. and she was going to take them all down a peg and address. And she came in to go, you said this and you said this and you were mean yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And Gertie didn't have time for it. I think if she'd no. come in and said, Lenny, this is the latest with Lenny, he's now doing this, Gertie would have had time for it. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Know? You know what? I'm quite conscious of time because we've not even done Salt Lake City. We are prattling on, aren't we? Let's move on to Salt Lake City. Bunky and con. it was... Let's do it. Reunion. Let's go Salt Lake. Really, and maybe I should actually explain to you how you've made me feel. I'm not really interested. <laughs> You're being very rude. Insult of the week again goes to Monica with Benchwarming oh, Bitch. That was my absolute favourite. Benchwarming Bitch. Get down. Benchwarming Bitch. 
I enjoyed that. Warming bitch. I, you know, where does she pull them from? My outfit of the week is going to um, to Monica, the um, her outfit. The green. It was it was pretty it was cool. Like that was my favorite of the very, reunion outfits. Like, yeah, light foam emerald sort of and it was structured i like the structure very structured it It kind of reminded mm. me of a sort of foamy sort of green sea like a sort of mermaidy i was just like you go if you've come to slay you are slaying with that yeah that was beautiful that was the best look of the reunion easily easily and when you look at her no, not to objectify her, to do it in a kind of empowering way. I was like, oh, my God, you are stunning. You know, when you yeah, see her is. on that couch next to the other women. Her hair. Her hair is insane. isn't she? I want that hair. How does she get it? I know, it's, she's I'm, such a beautiful... It's going to be extensions, isn't it? It's always it extensions. probably is, but she is such a beautiful woman, isn't she? And I was like, oh, oh my God, really I, just, I don't think I'd appreciate it. such quite. a filthy mouth. Yeah, she is <laughs> vile. Such a potty mouth. Vile woman. I hate how she fights. I hate how she fights. It reminds me of Alexia, like I said earlier. Yeah. As soon as someone comes for her, she gets personal. She has name calling. It's swearing and cursing. And it's she doesn't make a point. She doesn't stand up for herself. She just sinks low. Oh, I think she's defensive. So irritating. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's really irritating to watch. Very defensive. But she could actually defend herself and she doesn't. She just goes, You bench warming bitch or whatever. Which is yeah, it's it's just which is entertaining. It's hugely entertaining. Andy's little hurt face. Andy's little hurt face when she said the show sucked and the ratings sucked. He was like, oh. And not only that, it was a <laughs> lie as well. She's capable of lying, which really disappoints me with her. Because I had oh, her for she's shady such as well. a truth teller. I no. had her as the kind of cutting through the crap, telling people how it is, not like holding a back. A brandy and and somebody that would just hold a mirror up to these women. And it turns out she's a a telltale, naughty little schoolgirl who, if she doesn't get her own way, stamps her feet and just tells... And, and just yeah. shouts anything and is uber defensive. I will it's say very for the record, her mother very much reminds me of another mother that I know, who I'm not going to mention, <laughs> So who also left when she was quite young. And mm-hmm. I do recognise that defensiveness. I know yes. that I have a level of defensiveness that is unnecessary, that not quite like Alexia's where I just feel like it's quite like, oh my God, the whole the whole wall is going to fall if you attack me. I feel like, yeah, no, I don't have enough self-esteem to say that. I was like, no, I know <laughs> I've got shit wrong with me, but yeah. if but I do feel like I'm ready to defend myself. Do you know what I mean? Like I can be, I, I think, think I can be some, ready. Yeah, there's some because, trauma because she's had to behavior, bring herself there? up to a certain extent. So I, I feel yeah. like she's scrappy. And deal with constant criticism and constant yeah. sly attacks yeah. and constant sniper from the side shirt. Yeah. You know, and she doesn't know quite which be angle it's coming bullshit. from. So she can exactly. be a bit bullshit, a bit snappy. And I can sort of I can sort of see that. I can, like I don't yeah. have a temper. I've never had a temper, but if if I like, you know, if I'm in a club and I'm emceeing, I can handle myself. Do you know what I, do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I can absolutely I can, yeah. I can give it if I have to give it. So I sort of see that quality in her. That I, so I do feel like her defensiveness comes from a different 
place. However, I don't like liars and she just lies. She's demonstrably lied. And when the receipts come through, she doesn't go, yeah, okay, you caught me. She just she doesn't give a tells shit. another lie to get out of the lie. And it's it's, yeah. it's not attractive to watch, is it? No. And it lets She's her down. She's not a good fighter. No, it lets her down because I don't like a liar. I just think you can fight anyone as long as they don't lie. Do you know what I mean? You can Nobody can deal with yeah. a liar. I think mm. especially on the housewives, we can't deal we you know look at what happened to Jen Shah haven't we just seen the parable of what happens to a liar you know right. they end up in prison for 10 years you you can't yeah. you can't lie and survive on this show I don't think no you've got cameras following your every move <laughs> you can have you you can have your version of the truth you can yeah. have you you can have your opinion on what happened but you, you can can't have your feelings you can have your feelings, but I don't think you can demonstrably keep on lying because I think no. people just end up getting bored with it quite quickly because then then we just kind of go, I just don't know where I am with you. You're mad. Yeah, and it becomes the boy who cried wolf. Suddenly yeah. they're like, oh, so-and-so said this. Well, We don't believe they so-and-so. They? They're like, just out yeah. there on their own. They're on an island. You know, you, exactly. go, you, you lose your credibility very quickly. I just think the minute you've lost your credibility, the minute you then become more like a Mary and you become more like a figure of entertainment or so you become yeah. something else. So I think yeah. in order to, you know, if you want to stay in this show and I think she's got every chance of staying in this show. Well, we were asked on TikTok um, if we wanted her to stay on the show. Somebody, uh, very Annie said, question. Do we want her to stay on the show? Because it would would it be boring without her? What Does, was is her there name? a show Sorry? without her? Is it Annie? Annie, yeah. Hi, Wanted Annie. to know, is there a show without her? You know, and I I honestly don't know if there is. They've already lost Jen. They were worried about that. Now they've Monica's kind of saved the season and given them one of the most dramatic finales in Housewives yeah. history. So how how can they afford to lose her? But at the same time, how can they bring, how can they start filming? Who would she film with? <laughs> I think we're going in a very dangerous route with franchises, Annie. If we go down this road that it always, for the Salt Lake City Wives, has to be this very highly produced drama yeah. where, yeah. you know, with Jen Shaw, we had helicopters and FBI agents, for God's sake. We had people being arrested at gunpoint and this season we've had this kind of what feels like might be and it's yet to be discovered like maybe a, a setup it might have been the, the producers may have known about this at some point yeah earlier in the season I think we're going yeah. down a very dangerous road if we expect the franchises to have this level of drama every season I think it would be interesting to see the Salt Lake City housewives without this level of drama because in themselves, I've always said with the Salt Lake City women, there is a level of interest anyway because they're just sitting their lives are morally quite different than what we than what yeah. we sort of expect. I always found them quite interesting in the beginning when we were just seeing how Heather handled her sort of excommunication, how she still handles yep. her relationship with sex, how they still all handle their relationships with with God and with, with you know, they still seem to, you know, we had... And the dichotomy saying, of living a, a pious Christian life opposite 
wearing yeah. Louis Vuitton. Wearing <laughs> Louis Vuitton. Yeah, they've got they've you got know. all these quite like it's old world meets new world in a way mm-hmm. that you don't see in a lot of the other franchises that I still think is of interest to us because as we live in quite a highly sort of westernised way, don't we? I'm very materialistic. Yeah. I'm with Kyle. I'll buy something out of any trinket shop I can find. That you, It's still quite nice to see that these these stories played out and it, it's quite and there's something quite gentle in that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure that we have to let go of that in favour of all this massive high-level drama. I was very yeah. interested, slight, um, I'm not sure, a slight tangent. So I watched, because I was ill, Vanderpump has done, and if you are interested in Vanderpump, please do watch it. So Vanderpump has done this um, episode about the roundup of everything that's ever happened on Vanderpump. It's just one episode. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to reset before season 11 comes out and what they're trying to say and they're using um lisa to say it is hey guys just everybody look at everything that's ever happened everybody has always lied they've always cheated on each other because what they realize is that the last season got too big it got too dramatic to the point Mm -hmm. that it was on cnn and i think it was you know it was (laughs) alongside bloody bombings in ukraine it was just stupidly big news in America. So mm-hmm. Lisa Van Pump lays out very clearly who's fucked who, who slept around on who, who lied to who and said, listen, guys, this has always, always happened. Can we yeah. just calm down and reset? Because yeah. we have to know how to press the reset buttons on these dramas. And what I think they're Definitely. risking is if they go too big that they can't reset. That is a very long answer to the question. No, but I think you're absolutely right. And I also think a bit of new blood wouldn't help because the problem with this season was it was still Jen Shah heavy, which I guess it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But it was the aftermath, wasn't it? Yeah. It was them pulling pulling themselves together after that big shock and drama and stuff like that. I feel like yeah. season five it will be. Season five yeah. needs to just be the focus on housewives in Salt Lake City. I think None, so. No, no Jen Shah Center, no Monica Center. Yeah. Like, you know, just reset, as you say. Let's, and let's, some resets have been really successful. You know? Yeah. Let's, let's just let the drama do calm down great. because I think the drama will arise anyway as it does. As, as, as it does. Yeah. Because life provides drama. Let's say, not lose that. Yeah, absolutely. And particularly with these women. <laughs> and um, we'll have more to yeah. say on Salt Lake City in the next couple of weeks with uh, the next two things of the reunion because we're really just starting to. Andy's just picking at the scab at the moment, isn't he? Yes, isn't he? Really, what a, haven't what got an to image. The puss that, yet. <laughs> what an image. <laughs> Thanks for that. So I think that's going to get a lot juicier in the next, um, the next couple yeah. of weeks. But thanks for that um, question. Um, Potomac. Yeah. The rules can't change because, because of social media. The line is always moving. Okay. Oh, these women are not worth the running eyeliner. Let's Potomac. get into Potomac. I'm, I'm like three episodes behind you now. I am I getting there, like guys. You're running behind me. Like we're in we're in a marathon. I feel like and I'm crawling naked me. on my belly through broken glass. But sure, <laughs> running behind you. So Potomac, <laughs> not an there. awful lot to report. I have this sort of strange feeling with Potomac, and please tell me as you get closer because it might have just been part of my illness. I have this sort of feeling with Potomac that we're sort of 
talking a little bit in riddles. The central problem is still the uh, argument that's going on between Candice, mm-hmm. Pop Princess, and Robin, mm-hmm. Section 9 yeah. violation, and Juan. And it's yeah. sort of the central thing with this week's episode was that Robin will just not forgive Candice. And, and Candice, right. uh, Robin's main thrust of her argument seems to be you took it to social media and you went too low. And Candice is saying, but you slagged off my husband to start right. with. And why can't we use social media? And the main sort of headline is the, of the episode is the lines keep moving. Like, where are we allowed to have our fights? Where is the territory right. for fights? But I just feel like because it has been taken to social media, and this is, an, this is a problem with housewives now, is if certain shit is being played out on social media, we, the viewer, don't see it. We don't see all of we it. Miss we, sometimes, it. we miss it. We sometimes get a little clip of it. And I feel like they're sort of talking in riddles. So where mm-hmm. we were able to follow the Necker and the Wendy narrative, I feel like we're getting a little bit lost down a blind alley with the Candice and Robin. So I'd be really yeah. interested for when you get there for you to discuss this with me and 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 make the call on whether we think they've gone down a little of a blind alley with this because it's taken up a lot okay. of time on the show. So the show is and spending it's not a lot something that's happened on the show. Spending um, t- talking about two arguments this season that both took part on social media. The Necker yeah. and the Wendy argument, we saw mm-hmm. a little bit of that, thankfully, yeah. on film. But as you remember, it was ma- manufactured where um, yeah. Juan ran against the, the chain link fence and made something yes. burst into flames. <laughs> that's, but essentially, that's what I've just watched, yeah. Yeah, essentially, that happened as an argument online. And the other argument between Robin and Candice, which is the big meat of the show, again, is an argument that happened online, is... is is Potomac in danger of becoming a show about arguments that They're happen online? online fights, yeah, discuss, because that's not juicy listeners. for us to watch. We don't get to dissect that in the same t- in the same way, do we? We don't no, get to go back through the footage and pick a, pick a side. No, so, we don't. Yeah, so isn't, does, I would say it is in danger of that then, because that's a big yeah. big part of the show is watching things unravel and picking your side, as it were. So I do feel like we sat around dinner tables talking about stuff that we haven't seen. So I'd love the listeners to weigh in on that as well and tell us what they think of that as a strategy for Potomac as as whether they are they're losing the plot slightly or they're not picking up a plot or they're not creating a drama for us to watch the one thing that we did see that was really fun and thank god they're leaving austin i mean it looks dull like austin (laughs) like getting weird in austin it sounds like it has a fantastic gay community it sounds like like the drag scene's really cool and everything but just to spend a week there they picked a really shit hotel the hotel was really basic they did really boring kayaking they spent a Mm. lot of time in the bedroom painting what does that tell you about a holiday yeah is that on the tourist board spend time in your hotel with paint pots yeah it wasn't very glamorous it wasn't housewives was it it didn't feel very housewives anyway last scene they all went to the um, drag show that looked like a lot of fun um so and the last few the last few scenes were about them saying what their drag names would be which is quite cute okay great so uh, my question to you is (laughs) my drag name (laughs) 
<laughs> Such a difficult one. Oh, my one. God. Well, you I came up to... with it last week, didn't I? Wasn't it Itchy Areolas or something? No, no. Was that, itchy, was that your drag name? Because I know we came up with our stripper names. Sure, why I not? <laughs> stripper names and drag names, how do they differentiate? I'm going to have to have a think of that. Because a I drag name gonna... is something that says something, isn't I it? I think I'm, I'm going to call my, myself misquoted from last week. <laughs> oh, that's oh! good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, oh, I like that. Missionary, which is what I've spent my whole weekend <laughs> lying oh, down. Bless. I know, I know. But I'll give oh, you to next guys, week. Give yeah. me till next week. I'll, I'll come yeah, up yeah, with a yeah. few. Yeah. Guys, thank you, know you so much for listening. We have um, prattled on today, but I can only blame really the coding. We really have. It's been a long one. Yeah, we've um, we're on all the socials at RH Guilty Secrets. So give us a follow and join in the chat and ask us any questions. And please, if you have enjoyed the show, if you are enjoying the podcast, then um, leave us a review because that helps other people to find us. They are really making a difference. You've left some really lovely reviews. Thank you so much, it's and so they really help. Nice. And we're going up the charts, and it's really nice to know you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Any questions, any topics, we're all ears. Uh, this is your safe space. This has been the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club. Now go and lie down, Nina. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast was brought to you by Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper, edited and produced by Frog and Bucket, with the music Spoilt Brat by Ruth.